welcome back to the Semicolon Podcast, powered by Project 9. We are your hosts, Jesslyn and Yvonne, the founders and directors of Project 9. If you're new to this podcast, please know that each of our episodes have a unique theme and tell a different story. You can always choose to catch up on earlier episodes or continue to explore the message that we wish to amplify in this episode featuring Michelle Yang. Thank you to those who have been supporting us since the beginning of this journey. We appreciate all of your interest and input. If you have any feedback or a story for us to share, feel free to let us know through emails, DMs, or by filling in the form in the description section below. That's all for our introduction. Let's now get into the content. Episode 4, Humanizing Mental Health Conditions. Content warning. This episode contains explicit language. Please be aware that this may be inappropriate and triggering to some audiences. You may exit this episode at any time and adult supervision is advised. Before we start the discussion for today, we would like to introduce our guest speaker, Ms. Michelle Yang, motivated mental health advocate, author, and writer who has published amazing works on CNN, NBC, Reader's Digest, and more. Ms. Yang aims to challenge the stigma and bring on a different narrative towards diverse range of topics, including Asian American identity, feminism, mental health, and more. After hiding her experience with bipolar disorder for over a decade, Ms. Yang wishes to tell her story and encourage those who may be worried about their life and mental health conditions. Ms. Yang's work for mental health is so inspiring, but like Yvonne said, there were times when Ms. Yang felt the need to hide her bipolar disorder from society. When we asked her about this, Ms. Yang responded, The workplace is the most obvious and pervasive example of where I felt like I had to hide my bipolar disorder. It's a place where people get to know each other, but still can't always show up as their full selves due to societal stigma. I was not an exception to this. Yes, we want to amplify Ms. Yang's message of standing out for yourself before anyone else. During our journey with Semicolon, we've had the honor of collecting quantitative and qualitative data from student groups all around the globe on the idea of mental health stigma and help seeking. There were students who came to us explaining their internal stigma about getting diagnosed. On the other hand, there were also students who wanted to seek professional help, but were disencouraged to do so because of the public stigma around them. So we asked Ms. Yang to explain her take on the self and public stigma and what possible advice would she suggest to these students. Ms. Yang responded by first addressing that self-stigma can be as oppressive as public stigma. Later, she said, For me, though, being diagnosed with bipolar 1 was such a relief. Even though I was really scared and ashamed at the time, the diagnosis meant there was a reason for my suffering, that it wasn't my fault or that I was making it up. And more importantly, there is a treatment that can help. Ms. Yang then continues by saying, 
Overcoming self-stigma takes time. It takes meeting other people going through the same struggles, whether through support groups or by other means. One in four people worldwide live with a mental health condition. It is not common and we should not be ashamed about living with a mental health condition or seeking treatment. Indeed, we need to understand that mental health is health and we need to recognize the detrimental impacts it has on people when we fail to understand this. Missing mentioned, we would not be ashamed of going to see a doctor for diabetes or a broken leg. The same should be true for depression or anxiety. Ms. Yang also suggested visiting online resources and organizations to help us foster a supportive community. She said organizations like NAMI, Mental Health America, and the Stability Network have helped me immensely. The Stability Network especially places an emphasis on creating community for people thriving while living with a mental health condition, and it is very inspiring. I 100% agree. The journey to foster a supportive community and to challenge the stigma that prevents us from doing so is one that needs determination and unity. During a written interview with Ms. Yang, she kindly provided us with some steps to overcome both internal and public stigma. First, she suggested meeting people who live with mental health conditions, so that we do not believe that there is a singular narrative for what it is to be a person who lives with such struggles. Very true. We need to understand the distinction between different stages of mental illness and be mindful of each individual's personal experience with it. Ms. Yang then said, The difference is night and day, like someone living with terminal cancer versus someone who has been in remission for several years. In fact, in remission is a terminology many psychiatrists apply to mental health conditions as well, when they are well managed. I have been in remission in my charts for my bipolar disorder for a long time because I stay very dedicated to a treatment plan and a lifestyle that prioritizes my own mental health. Missing emphasized this step by concluding that, as a society, we must understand this distinction of diagnosed versus undiagnosed, in treatment versus no treatment, so that we as an entire community of people are not written off as lost causes. That was a very powerful message that we hope our listeners can take away with them today. Regardless of where you stand in this journey, we must all acknowledge these types of differences and stop categorizing everyone with mental health experiences with one monolithic label. Yes, and in order to do that, we need to have more voices and more stories like Miss Yang's to be told, amplified, and listened to. 
For the final step, Ms. Young said, for me, overcoming stigma required me to believe that I can still graduate college and go to grad school, have a fulfilling career and a loving long-term relationship. I needed to believe that despite living with bipolar 1, all these things I've always dreamed of are not immediately out of my reach. They're absolutely not. I've been able to do all of these things and more, but when I was diagnosed at 20, I didn't know that. It was terrifying. Tsing further said, Diana Chow and Pooja Mehta are two mental health advocates that I met at a NAMI national convention, who blew me away with their powerful voices in this space. Diana founded Letters to Strangers as a high school student, and it is now an international nonprofit helping youth mental health. This is amazing stuff. Definitely. A lot of positive changes are happening, and the future is looking bright and promising. However, Ms. Yang mentioned that there are still many necessary changes that need to take place. There is still far too much stigma, and though mental health conditions were added to the Americans with Disabilities Act, workplace discrimination is still rampant. For example, Ms. Yang mentioned a personal example of hiring practices. She said, Hiring practices, I personally believe, discriminate against people living with mental health conditions, and I am very passionate about more diverse stories being told about living with mental health conditions. Being able to write and have your work published is a privilege. Publishing is historically not very inclusive. Bipolar magazine published a list of 20 best bipolar memoirs, and all 20 were written by white authors. This has to change. 100%. We need representation of all sorts. I love how Miss Yang later said, I'm desperate for more diverse voices. We've been making headway. She then provided some resources and beautiful literature that explore the topic of mental health. For example, The Magic Language of Others by E.J. Co. The Body Papers by Grace Talusin. I'm Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter by Erica L. Sanchez. I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying by Vasi Ikpai all of which are examples that there are beginning to be more books out there by diverse authors. I can't wait to read those books. They're for sure on my summer reading list. And before ending off, missing stressed that we're making progress, but there is need for much more. Authentic representations and stories can change the way people think and help destigmatize our conditioning and how we think about mental health.
If you're in crisis and you need for assistance, please call 911, your local hotline, or attend to the nearest emergency department. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Semicolon Podcast. Remember, your story does not end here.